go ahead and uh, just mute your mic there, Sarge. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome back to another day, another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, 30 and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Hey, man. Long time no see. Yeah, yeah. Um, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, it's a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Lots of ranting. Lots and lots of ranting. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, make sure you hit that follow button. Uh, you on 30 and still gaming hit that notification button so you know when we go live and also follow jen and jen underscore x underscore gaming on twitter follow sarge at sarge mccluskey and follow me at 30 and still gaming so another week went by and you would think that bungie can't mess things up after their update right we're starting this off because i want to get it out of the way and move on uh while we're talking about this i have a video from my buddy Rick Kakis, who gave me permission to use the his stuff. Faction so, hold on. All right. So, that'll be playing in the background as we're talking about it. So, last week they came out with their update. Last week they came out with their update. And they said, these are the things that we're going to fix. Right? What they forgot to put into the update last week is, these are the things we're going to fuck up. Right? So, this week, Faction Rally was delayed a month was delayed a month, didn't happen last month, right? And they brought it back this month. And the first thing that everyone noticed was when they went to their faction rallies is they, you know, got to their factions and applied to them to become that you know, new monarchy or whatever. And they saw the the sidearm that was there, right? And they're like, oh, cool. Okay, that's the new monarchy one. And then they went over to Dead Orbit and they, they, they went into Dead Orbit and became part of Dead Orbit. And they looked at the gun. They went, wait a minute, that's that's the same gun, as it is in New Monarchy. So then they went over to the Future War Calls, and they went there, and they opened it up, and it's the same exact gun. So instead of doing what they did at the faction rallies, where best faction wins their gun for free, they put the same gun to all the factions. So once again, they literally just ripped away the whole point of doing faction rally. Right, the only point to do faction rally was to compete against Dead Orbit, Future War Cult, and New Monarchy for a weapon of their choosing. Three different weapons, three different choices, and this is what this is what they did. This is it, right? No, they fuck it up. They they fuck it up. How the fuck do you fuck it up? How do you do this? Right. So, on top of this, hold on a second, and then you can you can talk about your thing. On top of this. The other fuck up before faction rallies came out was well actually while it came out is that they limited people from getting the chests okay in the lost sectors there's a cooldown there's a cooldown yeah 10 minutes you can only open up two chests okay two chests every 10 minutes to get the coins okay mm. don't know that's why also no, 
That's also known as throttling. Go right. Ahead. I don't know why they're doing this because, again, Bungie, we've always talked about it, Sarge. Why don't they just let us play the game? Like, who is this hurting? If I get more tokens than somebody else, who? If I want, if I want to play longer than somebody else, it's static rolls. What's what's the what's the harm in it? Right. Everyone's gonna get the gun. Right. Some faster than others. I just don't understand. Another reason why not to play. They're not giving us incentive to play. It's incentive not to play. Right. Okay. And now on top of this, they throttle you, and it's also affect it's uh, affecting the public events as well. Reported by Rick Kakis on his video, which I will link in the chat at the end of this uh, segment. Uh, make sure you check him out. Uh, great YouTube content creator. Uh, yeah, mostly for one, Destiny. He's one of the best for Destiny. Yeah. yeah, for Destiny. And also, he's doing Anthem now. He's that new video for Anthem. Um, so, the last thing that they screwed up was, in the Eververse, there is a ghost, okay, that you have to purchase from the Eververse. Now, you don't have to. Well, you don't have to. I have to. But get this. Are you ready for this? Yeah. It helps you get coins faster. See now, if you guys don't, if you guys have yet to understand what they're gonna do from here on out, okay, I I don't know what else to tell you. Like I don't I don't know what how many how many go fuck yourselves do you need to be get told before you tell Bungie uh, I'm done. I I just you, don't. You you you. They are not interested. And, and making amends with the community. They are interested in getting Eververse to work because content cannot come out fast enough and they need a way to supplement right. paying the people to come up with this content. Well, okay? I, I gotta find that's, this. That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. It doesn't matter how personal you're gonna take this or how you feel about it. Okay, That's what's happening. And it's gonna continue to happen. Right. So this is what they said. We're aware of players' reports about lost sectors not granting rewards. There's a throttle added to address an issue the previous faction rallies where players were earning 500 tokens per hour. So, so what? So what? So what? You, do you think Do you think the Dead Orbit guys were only getting the 500 coins an hour? It doesn't make any sense. I'm pretty sure it was anyone. So Anyone who found the exploit was getting the coins. So does it matter? If everyone knows what it is, there is no advantage. Right. All it, this does is slow down the number of people wanting to play because you can't hurry up and get coins for th your faction. This was probably one of the only things that was left to bring people in to do something, right? Like the faction rally, they're like, oh, it's faction rallies month. was fine. Yeah. Faction rallies was fine. Just the, 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 the thing is, if I want to, and this doesn't make sense to, on their end, if I want to sit there and shoot the same Vex coming out that door and just stand in one spot, for an hour and a half or two hours, whatever it is. And I just want to shoot that same guy over and over. I kill him. He walks out the cave. I kill him again. and walks out of the cave. I kill him. and walk, Whatever. Or if I jump around in a fucking circle in a, in a zone, kill this batch over here, kill this batch over here, kill this batch over here. If I want to just do public events. If I want to walk into a fucking cave, open a chest, walk out of the cave, go back in the cave. So what? There's, I'm playing your game. I'm let, playing your game. Let me play the game that i want to play why are you throttling things not just in game but why are you stopping me from playing your game like they're like hey wait a minute there's someone else coming back to to play some other content no let, let's let's kick them out let's let's get them to stop playing this game because we don't want anyone to play our game i don't understand i don't understand the logic i don't understand 
Video games are made for people to play. Skyrim, you don't see Bethesda going, well, they just keep they just keep playing our game. I I don't how do we stop them? How do we stop them from playing our game? You know what I mean? They they don't. Somebody keeps playing the campaign over and over and over, or they go hunt some deer or or dragons or whatever. Witcher 3, they go around slaughtering people. Let people play the game. Once they purchase it, okay, it's mine. It's my game. Well, technically, I'm renting it, no, right? Right, it's, right. I'm, I'm renting it now. Right. Now right. it's a paid service, yeah. So let me just rent my game and play the game that I want. Like, for instance, if I go to Fortnite, okay, and I run around the map, and I don't kill anybody in PvP, all I do is go around destroying buildings, right? That's all I want to do. I just want to destroy buildings or knock down all the trees. Don't ever want to kill anybody. I just want to knock down trees. Do you think Epic's going to be like, well, we put a patch in where you can't knock down more than 10 trees because there's just people knocking down too many trees? No. They're like, all right, well, he's just that's what he wants to do. He's an idiot. He's just running around chopping down trees. This whole point of the thing is to be last man standing. He just wants to knock down all the trees. They're not going to put a patch note in for that. They're not going to fix that. They're not going to address it. They're just going to let the players play the game how they feel like playing the game. If you don't believe that there's there's management problems in Bungie, you are also sadly mistaken. Okay, and my, my other my other point to this is, why is it, and and I and I wanna and I wanna believe behind behind a company that used to do good games. I do, I truly do, but why does the community at large constantly still uphold podcasts about Destiny? Hold on one second, Sarge. Rundowns about run rundowns about Destiny. We're gonna do. Shout outs about Destiny. We're going to do all kinds of chat rooms with Destiny. We're going to talk about all this stuff. For what reason are you guys still discussing something that's this broken? What What is it you guys are hoping? You guys are going to sit around in your little circle and discuss Destiny. And you think it's going to magically fix itself right. in 30 days, right? Just stop, right? You know they can't do it. It's over. It's over. I'm sorry to say it. It's over. Let them have their time to, to because we all know it's behind anyway. Let them have their time to make whatever it is they're trying to make. Just let it go and then come back and we'll see what's going on because the play by play that that, that that they want from us like okay, we're listening to the community and we're going to and we're going to show you what we can do and everyone's like, "Okay, cool. Here comes the here, here it comes." <laughs> you basically put your face up to the glass. <laughs> And you get punched directly into the face. I, I don't understand why why you stick around. What do you what are you hoping to happen? Uh, th what are you hoping I'm, to happen? I'm telling you, this this is turned in this is turned in uh into an abusive relationship, right? You're in a bad relationship and someone's telling you, um, this is a bad relationship, you need to leave, right? And you're like, No, no, no. I'll do better. They love me. I'll, I'll do I'll do better. Right. I promise. Right, I'll do better. I promise. All right, I'll stick. I'll, I'll stick around. I'll stick around. I'll play. Right, and they're just hemorrhaging people at this point. They're just hemorrhaging people at this point. There's no point to play the game, and faction rallies once a month for a week. Okay, and now they're like, well, sorry. So here's the here's the proof. Someone did put in. I just did four public events. One gave me tokens. The other three didn't. Uh, this has got some ridiculous joke. What a mess. GG, Bungie. You make us wait two months for Fraction Rallies, and you release it like this. Okay, that's that's one one statement. Then the whole thing right here, I'm trying to bring up the ghost. Because there, there's a ghost picture. I don't know where it is. Okay, here it is. 
Fire Victorious Shell. For ghosts with fire inside them, generate gunsmith telemetry data on any elementary weapons, kills, and increase. Grants a chance of obtaining additional faction consumables in strikes and chance to obtain additional faction consumables in crucible. Um, hold on. Wait, there's one more. I think this is... Let me hit play. Yeah. So the ghost shell, and I believe that it's the perk. Generate... Yeah, hold on. There it is. Weapon kills increase. Grants a chance to obtain additional faction consumables in strike. Chance to obtain additional faction consumables in crucible. And the mystery one, a mod ability to generate upgrades. Okay, generated upgrades. This you have to purchase to help you get more coins in the, in the in the actual thing. It's like why, Bungie? Why? So I don't know. That's 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 almost that's almost pay to win. Yeah, almost. Right. That's almost pay to win because if it's just if let's let's just say if one faction, one group of people were get together and buy it, okay, they're going to get more coins. You can't stop them from getting more coins. It's right. That's that's what it is. So instead of us doing anything we can in the game to figure out the exploits to get as many coins as possible, which is still fun, by the way, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're just doing it. It's still it's still competitive. Now you're having them having to buy the the buy the item that allows you to get more coins so you can get ahead. That's pay to win. Right. It's a lesser version, but it's pay to win. I don't. I. It's 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 so it's so disconcerting that this is where we've we've fallen this far. That they they fix things that don't need to be fixed, and they break things that never needed to be touched. I, I don't I don't understand what what is it that they, that they actually want. In my opinion, I think they just want everyone to stop playing because I don't think you would keep doing this over and over again and get more and more backlash unless you were trying to clean house. Like you wanted to get everybody away from you possible so you could do what you wanted to do with your game. It, it, it seems to me that I, I don't know why they're doing what they're doing, but they there's some issues in house. Right, and they and they have you to think? they and they have to clean. We've talked about this in the past, but to keep messing up like this and and to have something as plain, just plain as Dave going, oh look, this is going to help you get more stuff in the game when you when you push the coins back, right? I I didn't get to see that video yet. Um, like I, I had a lot of shit going on, so I didn't get to see that that video. Yet. I know he's talking about Anthem. I didn't I didn't see what it was though. Um, well, I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to talk about Anthem coming up well it's gonna be delayed anyways you're good they can't afford to be delayed they're looking oh, at, no no well, they're, they're looking at destiny right now going look at these assholes do you see how, do you see these assholes how they're messing up we can't we can't miss our opportunity we got to get this shit out right they, so they're gonna they're gonna release their half-ass game in order to compete against destiny's half-ass game and we can but see if, who can half-ass the best right but if their ass is better than their ass then then they're okay right so yeah it's it's pretty crazy but it's plain as day that they're trying to they, – they nerf the chests but then give you something where you can get more. It just seems bad. It just seems like in a bad uh, – It's Eververse. Yeah, so here you go. We're this is a link to, to Rick Kakis. If you guys – give him a follow. Give him a subscribe to him. Uh, good friend. Met him on the Rangers Roundtable. Good content creator <laughs> on YouTube. Check him out. Keys. Um, as far as the Anthem, what is the – is there a link into his – let me see. Let me go to Rick Kakis's channel real fast. I didn't get permission to put this on channel, so I'm just going to look at and see if he has a link to the Reddit posts. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, big news. Uh, no. No, no. So I don't know where... We won't do that. My my next guess is my next guess is that people from actually who work at Bungie will be leaving. Well, like there was a post earlier today that they're looking for a community manager. Now I don't know if that means they're hiring extra community managers, or if Deej, Cosmo, or one of the other guys decided to be like, you know what, peace out, I can't take this. He's jumping off the the, the ship. Now I don't know if it's any of the three big guys or two big guys, um, but. Being a community manager, man, that's that's a shit job. That's that's a shit job. Nobody wants that job for anyone. I don't care if your game's in good standing or not. There's always going to be people that complain about the game. And as you as a community manager, you're supposed to be the doorstop, okay, and the speed bump that takes all the the irate people. And then you go, oh, which one's good or bad? Let me, let me go tell the developers about this one, right? This is the thousandth one that's go tell me to kill myself. Do you really do you really need to have a guy tell Bungie what's going on? I think you just look at the forums in your spare time. Like, well, I have my lunch break. Let me look at the forums and right. see what it says. Uh, oh, look at that. 16 pages of take the Eververse away or die. Another 14 pages right. of no, it's, it's fix miserable. P it's miserable. Fix PVP or die. Like it's not hard. It's not hard. Now my 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 issue still is this. My issue is still this. If the game is broke, you know it's broke. Okay? It's not possible to fix it in the timely matter that you guys believe it's going to be fixed in. Right. Which is which is 45 days for most people. If you talk to them, they, they think that the updates that are coming out between now spring. and March yeah, are going are gonna to save this game. Okay? Your answer is no. Okay? So now, once you get past that, what is the what is the overwhelming, this, cl this cleanness you have to this game that you think that it's going to finally be what it's supposed to be? When you know, you know, you know now, it is not. All, it is not. All they had to do for the faction rally, right? Here's a post in the weekly Bungie update. They said other questions that players immediately asked when decrypting their faction engrams was, where are the new Season 2 weapons? It was not made clear beforehand that new Season 2 weapons would be added throughout the event of Season 2 rather than all at once in the beginning. This was, this was on us. No excuses. You can read the full details on how the weapons will be rolled out here. Uh, the, the lapse of communication next week in details and should be expect the next Iron Banner to roll out. The faction weapon rally, faction rally weapons should have been okay. So each faction has one. Let's say Dead Orbit wins that week. Then the next month, these two weapons come back. A new weapon shows up for Dead Orbit. You know what I'm saying, right? You got it. You got it. And then if New Monarchy wins, right? You see that. If New Monarchy wins, okay, then these two come back, and then New Monarchy puts a new weapon in, right? In the in the in the flow of rotation, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. Instead of putting one weapon in, one weapon in, and then for all the factions, it just seems like who has any thought? Who's like, you know what? This is a good idea. One weapon for all the factions. Let's do that, right? I just don't. I just don't understand. <clears throat> oh, hold on a second, Sarge. Talk for a second. I have to go handle my son. DX, you you can't feel you can't feel bad for the art department. See, here's how it goes: you have a bunch of people who work for a company who really believe in the work that they do. Whatever whatever department they're working in, they're 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 really good at what they do because you know you know the people of Bungie from the past. Okay, 
It is not them making the decisions. They're told to jump, and they're supposed to say how high. The guy is supposed to come in, do his job, and go home. That's it, right? You're not, you're, they're not, the art department is not deciding on how mechanics and how gameplay is, doing, is made. Their job is to make the gun and move on. That's it, okay? So now the only people, <laughs> the only people that you have to direct yourself to is management of Bungie. The guys in charge of deciding what and what is what the actual core gameplay and the mechanics of the game to keep the game alive. Because right now it's a catch-22. Yeah, You say that the game is not an MMO. It is an MMO. Okay, Then you say you don't want Eververse to be a big part of it because we just want it to be cosmetic. And now it's not cosmetic. It is part of it. Then you say that you don't want the, they said themselves that we don't want players to keep playing this game. We just want them to we, we had no idea how much they were going to play it. So we were trying to come up with ways for to space out the time that they were playing it. Okay. But if that's what you really believe, then your Eververse idea doesn't work because Eververse is there in the background for your cosmetics. The longer I play the game, the more chance I have into saying, you know what? I want to buy something from Eververse. That's how it's supposed to be when it's non-evasive. The longer you get me to play, the more chance I have of wanting to buy something from Eververse. That's the normal way it goes. Play the game. I don't care how you're playing it. Play our game, and over time, we'll make our money. Right. That's the deal. The way that they say now is, well, we don't want people to play in it too much, and obviously they don't want they don't want anyone playing at all, but they want Eververse to be in the background. So, like, if your head doesn't want to explode right now for trying to figure out the actual mechanics involved in this game, right? My, my head literally, I feel the, the blood at the top of my head, like my head's going to explode. Okay. It's not possible to make this many shitty decisions. I will, I will guarantee before the next DLC, there's going to be a major firing at Bungie. I can guarantee it. I don't think we'll I, ever. Go I can guarantee it. I don't before think the next DLC comes out. Yeah. But I don't think we're ever going to hear all this stuff that comes. I mean, we'll hear about it, but. We won't know the real stories and stuff. All right. I don't need to hear the story. You know the story. Yeah, I do. You don't uh, need to hear a story. All right. Let's move on from, from that. Uh, and let's talk about the gaming industry in a whole, Sarge. Do you want to take this one first? Do you want to start? Uh, okay. So it was a day or two ago that the No, the no News uh, had on. Uh, they were talking about how developers... I, I forget. I, I'm I'm not specific on the actual developer that they talked about. Maybe it was in the video on YouTube that was said, but the overall gist was the reason the reason why the games are in such turmoil, especially in the AAA's uh, AAA market, is because the gamers themselves want too much from the game. Like we are demanding, we're demanding too much from a game, and it's too expensive. That's why a lot of developers are stopping single-player AAA titles and going for the the shared shooter looter uh, games as a service model. Okay, that's what they're talking about. Now, for one, I'm laughing in their face because we're not the ones who set the bar for some of these games. Okay, Bethesda set the bar for Skyrim, Rockstar set the bar for GTA. Like these these developers set right. their own bar for these games. I wasn't now, I wasn't sitting there. The bar, okay, because they set the bar. We're like, yeah, this is awesome. This is the way a game should be. So now when somebody else comes out with a game that's not just a little less, but like way to fuck down here less, 
for the same type of game, of course, of course, we are going to say, well, what the fuck is this? Okay? If these guys can do it, why can't you do it? Oh, it's too expensive. Now it's too expensive. It's too expensive. We want too much. And Destiny gave us the other answer where our, our tools are too difficult. It's too hard to make content. If you put all that shit together, too what hard. that says to me is gaming's done. We're done for a while, right? That's it. You want the market to you want something to equal out or something to happen? This is it. Because now for the next year or two, we're gonna get only <laughs> except for indie developers, we're gonna only gonna get shared experience, uh, 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 pay to pay to play kind of content. Right. We're not getting the single player experience anymore because it's too much, too hard, and we want too much. <laughs> right. Like, are you you serious? You guys actually want to stare into stare into a screen? You believe this? Here, I'm gonna you believe it. I'm gonna look up the. Uh, I know who the the maker is. Hold on. I, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but I know they made. Uh, was it Quantum Solstice? Uh, I think it was. Or... No way, man. There's Qua just no, no way. Quantum Solstice was the, the the Bond movie. The Quantum, Quantum it, it, Break. It, it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. They're telling you right out. They they created their own monster. They made games that were too badass, and now the rest of them can't keep up. That's what they're talking about. Remedy, okay? Remedy nobody Entertainment. Saying, nobody is saying that you have to come out with a game every year. Nobody, nobody. Well, it's not even right? it's not a game when, every year. When you decide when yeah. you decide your game is done, and I mean done, not kind of done let's work on it and release it anyway when your game is done release it and we'll all talk about it is, okay there's well, just no way dude well no way I, I just don't get how they that's like me as a streamer going you guys watching me are asking for way too much you're asking me to stream five days a week plus do a podcast plus do another podcast it's just too hard i can't do it of course it's hard of course it's hard if it wasn't hard okay Everyone would be fucking doing it, right? There's a lot of people doing it, but everyone would be doing it, right? If if baseball wasn't hard, if 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 the coach wasn't asking too much for the baseball player to be the best player he could be, then any schmo in the stands could go stand at first base while they throw balls at him, right? It's just it's just too hard to do this. It's just too hard. Nobody nobody in the consumer market, community wise, group wise, special interest groups, nobody, nobody caused the video game no. industry to no. decide right. that now they're doing things is too difficult. Can you imagine? They, they, we want too much for our $60. Here, per perfect example, Rockstar, right? Grand Theft Auto. Remember when it was above view? Remember that? It was awesome. I never thought in my wildest dreams Grand Theft Auto would ever be third person, 3D. first person, 3D, where I can go around an open world, right? I didn't ask for that. I didn't look at Grand Theft Auto from above view and go, you know what make this game better? Let me go to the forums and let me let me let me write let me type it out. The, the, uh, oh, it'd be above view 3D it. version of of Grand Theft Auto. No, I didn't do that. Nobody did that. They did that. They said, you know what we can do to make this game better? How about brainstorming in their own little world, right? They're like, how about we take this game and do this instead of above view? It's it's in the game and we bring it in. Ground, for... When Grand Theft Auto right. 3 came out, it was the most groundbreaking game of its time in that in that time in that time period. Right, right. And that was a jump. That's and that them. was a jump. That's them. Mario, that's not, that's Mario not jumping, us. Mario jumping sideways. I didn't, I didn't say, hey, you know what would make Mario better? 3D, More. 64. Right. right. Didn't do that. Nintendo did that. They said, you know what'll make this better? They, uh, they up, they, they up their game. It's not my fault. You have to up your game. It's called, it's called innovation. It, right. Of course. It's called innovation. So maybe when, maybe right now we're at a plateau. 
okay? Which is completely understandable. So they're going to reboot okay. everything. Maybe you're in a plateau. <laughs> maybe you guys haven't figured a way to make a new game engine or maybe to use less polygons when you're drawing shit. Right. That's another story we can talk about, but not on this episode, where this whole polygon episode where the, the games now are using too many polygons, so it bogs down the game. That's why they can't get true speeds for some of these games because there's too much too much graphical design needed for a game. And they have another group of people in a different market saying that you guys can make the same, you can, you guys can make the same designs that you want without using fucking a thousand polygons per square inch. Right. You don't have to. Right. And this is, this battle is going on right now. They are in a, they are in the midst of a innovative uh, lack, a lack of innovation going on right now. And they're now trying to point the finger at the actual consumer. Right. That, that they can't do what they have to do. Let, let's let's be clear though. It's not the whole industry. It's just Remedy Entertainment is the ones that did the the actual news story on. They said that it's too costly because they make they make a lot of games. They make Alan Wake, uh, 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 Quantum. They make these like these movie type set single player games, right? And to them, they says it's too much money because they're making it like a movie. And then when they make their sales, I don't know what their sales were. Let me see it. Quantum Break had horrible sales and i know for a fact hold on hold on one but, sec but they took a risk right just they like took a risk just like any movie producer or any movie studio does right they take a movie right and they're like hey let's make this movie not every movie is going to be fucking star wars where they're making a billion dollars in a month right some movies you can watch a thousand movies get made a year 50 of them are profitable profitable Okay, everything else is out. So if a studio, hold on a second, if a studio that made that now it's Disney, right? A billion dollars from 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 Star Wars is funding other pictures that are in their studio that they're trying to make, right? Because that movie made a billion dollars. Okay, where one of their other movies maybe only made two hundred thousand, and it cost them a million dollars to make. You know, video game sales are, are almost are surpassing movie sales and are almost surpassing NFL sales. Yes. Yes. OK. Yeah. Almost passing NFL sales. Yeah. OK. So let's not talk about the money's not there. Sports in okay? general, not even just NFL sports. No, just you, you cannot say to me that they don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. Maybe they're in a plateau. Maybe they're in a, in a, in a technological slump where they can't innovate fast enough. And then they're going to throw they're going to throw on top of it. that They're saying that the market's not growing enough. Well, I'm pretty sure the market's been growing fine for the last 15 years in the video game world. Well, so now, right. if it's decided to slow down a little bit, and they pulled this number out of their rear, by the way, right. because All numbers we've, been growing, right. we've been growing steadily ever since, you know, ever since. It hasn't been going, there's no plateau or downward spiral yet. It's been up every year. So now they're saying it's too much money. You decided to go for a crazy-ass game. You decided to be innovative, and you tried to do something different. Maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. But that's not because we decided to tell you that we wanted more out of your game. Right. Okay? That's a crock of shit. Okay? All right. And, and and by the way, anytime a gaming company finds out that something sells, everybody copies it immediately anyway because they're trying to make money. Okay? First-person shooters came out better. Halo Halo pushed it forward. Everybody had to come out with better first-person shooters. So so here's a... here's a uh, Oh, that's awesome, buddy. My, my son's showing me his truck. Um, so... This is from a 2014 survey, salary survey, okay? Now, I'm not digging on any developer that works. That's your job. If you're a janitor, if you're a fucking doctor, you make your money, right? But they're making, on average, an average salary of $54,000 in Canada for a game developer. And as far as 71000 
Okay, almost 72,000, which is up 9% year on year, okay? And that was in 2013. This was done in 2014, okay? So people in America, okay, are making, on average, a game developer for a AAA studio, $71,000 a year, okay? That's a good living. Yeah, but that's not everybody. No, 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 I understand that. I understand that. That's why I said it's a survey done, and this is an average salary, okay? Average salary. So obviously, let's just take Bungie, for example. Okay, and this is not a statement of uh, uh, facts or anything. I'm just doing a statement here. If they have 750 employees and they're each making on average $70,000, okay, that's a lot of fucking money, okay, that they have to bring in for that studio. Now, I get it, okay, but you're also putting out shit products. You're not going to get your salaries. So when you're paying someone's salary and then they they give you a shit product, and I'm not saying Destiny 2 is a shit product, but it's hemorrhaging bad right it's almost like a bad movie like when i worked on plenty of shit movies okay i still get my salary right and the producer and the and the studio eats that money okay and they try to recoup that end on the back end right so that's the difference okay so when they're saying that it's too expensive and two things well you have to adjust right just like anybody else if uh if you own a a, a convenience store and egg sales go up well you got to adjust your prices right you got to adjust what you're selling Maybe you can't sell all eggs. Maybe you gotta you gotta change it up a bit and make other prices move. Gaming industry just keeps going up, and for the for the big wigs, for the for the for the owners of this stuff, right? Let's say they're making a uh, 2017 was a was a six percent margin uh, increase. Well, now in 2018 they're expecting double that, right? So they want 12 percent this year. Well, you're not gonna get that, right? So when they get a two percent increase, they're like. It's failing. It's too much. It's too much cost. And you can't you can't afford these games anymore. We have to change our ways. Calm down. You're just instead of making five billion dollars, you made four billion dollars and boo hoo, right? And I get it's not it. How they look at it? It's not how they look. I, I at know. It. I know. They should look at it. This is a whole different conversation of what they should look at it's, it. It's at. not what they're doing anymore. It's it, micro trans. Listen, microtransactions will now be in every game. Every game you play. So regardless or not, if the game is good or not, they will continue to make money of the life of the game. That will offset the cost. And, and everyone, and, and I don't know when the breaking point is going to happen, but eventually the community you know, as a whole or consumers in general will be like, well, I'm not buying any more games anymore. Right. Not, not, not with all this, with this microtransaction bullshit. Right. Now, either it's going to be, either it's going to be them deciding it or it's going to be laws that say you can't have microtransactions and sell to people under 21. Right. Those are the two things that are going to happen. You got one or the other. Something's going to happen. Well, first of all, we've talked about this before. They're like, oh, well, prices are too high. Well, let me let me tell you something. Digital sales are off through the fucking roof, right? Physical copies don't even get sold that much anymore. So that's an additional $20 that is going directly to your pocket for the de- for the developer, okay? Because they're not paying a guy to put on a shelf. They're not paying a guy to put on a truck. They're not paying that truck driver to drive across country. They're not paying the gas prices to go over there. They're not printing out boxes or game menu or game manuals anymore. No, no manuals, they're not doing no, any no. of that. They're not shipping them across the fucking sea. Okay, no, you just press a button. Right. They're not doing any of that. So you're telling me that sixty dollars, even, even with all that, right. still not making it. Still not still making not the money. It. So we're still not making it. What's happening? Where are you spending well, your money? Well, well, the truth. Uh, this is what has to happen. Either you have to innovate how you make games. Or you stop making those kind of t- you stop making that kind of crazy game. Right. You don't need to make it. A game does not have to be super visually pleasing, crazy, in order for us to buy it. 
Okay, there is no reason why it has to look like lifelike people, and we want a 3D full world, 300-hour game. Well, no, it does not have to be all those things together in order for it to sell. They say it does. That's why they're going to the games as a service model. That's what the, that's the whole game now. Games as a service model is how everything's going to be. Now I got news for you. If that's how it's going to be, I'm pretty sure we're going to get burned out of games in about two, three years. We're like, oh, what is this another games as a service? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's. I don't know. It's going to be bad if 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 everything. Think about it. It's like it's like when you go to the store. The Girl Scouts ask you if you want to if you want to donate money. Then you go inside and they're like, hey, do you want to give a dollar to this charity? Then you go to someone else and the homeless person comes up to you and says, hey, can you spare some change? Right? It's little money, little bit, little bit, and you feel like a bad person after a while because you're like, well, I I had twenty dollars to go shopping, but I gave I gave five to them, I gave two to this person, I gave one. I, I don't have any money left to to spend stuff, right? That's what's happening with the gaming industry now, right? Because now everyone has their own service, has their own thing. Uh, what? Go, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. So everyone has their own service now, right? So let's say I'm playing Fortnite, and I'm not saying they're doing this, but Fortnite says, hey, you want to play Fortnite? It's going to cost you $5 a month. Gears of War comes out. They're like, hey, you want to play Fortnite? $5 a month. Xbox is like, hey, $10 a month. You're like, right, it's not going to happen. What's happening you now? You can't. You can't. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way you're going to be playing games as a service with each of these games that comes out. You're going to pick two or three games a year that you're actually you're focused on that you actually enjoy playing. Either your crew, either your crew of people that you play the game with is going to be there with you, or you're looking for a single player title that you could just go off to the side and play the way you want to play. There's, there, it's not possible to say that it's too much, too hard, too expensive, and we want too much. That's that's now they're trying to put. That's basically pointing a finger at the consumer. Uh, once again, we're moving on because. I'm not taking I'm not taking full responsibility for the lack of innovation and the greed. That's not that's not my fault. It just that's not my fault. It just seems a little I, I don't feel like paying all this stuff to play a game. Like I rather just can you imagine it's like it's like a it's like a phone sex operator. Every three minutes you gotta pay some kind of money towards the game, right? Oh, you wanna buy this sword? That'll be two dollars. You wanna buy this skin? That's five dollars. You don't have to. You yeah, but, but see, it's still a gamble. Okay, I'm gonna give you a good example, an actual example. The Battlefield One is an example. I did not consciously buy the season pass because I wanted it. The salesperson got me because I went there drunk, and they told me it was a good deal, and I believed them. Now that's a gamble, complete gamble. The fact that the content that's being released for Battlefield One is actually good, credible, fun content. That doesn't have a lot of super game-breaking problems with right, it. Right, is a complete and total fluke. Okay. Well, they learn. They learn from Battlefield Four and stuff. If right. If that was a standard, if that was a standard that this is how DLC would be released for a season pass, then I would have no problem. I believe in their business model, but not every game company has that kind of business model, as you can see. Right. As you can see. The overpriced skins for Overwatch, the crazy Eververse thing in Destiny, the what's what yeah, it's, you know, it's all over what's the going on in on Madden, what's going on in UFC, what's yeah. going on in Star Wars Battlefront 2? It's 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 absurd. Absurd where we're headed. Now you see that one company can do it. Does that mean that we should allow this to be the whole time? No. That's the way the market's gonna go. Microtransactions for everybody, otherwise the market's gonna suffer. I mean Fortnite right now is breaking records, right? They they have 40 million users now, right? They went from they went from I think a million and a half for the PVE to 2 million with Battle Royale to 
8 million to 10 million to 20 million. Now they have 40 million users on this platform. Now, I just bought a skin that would cost 2,000 V-Bucks. Now, I didn't pay 2,000 V-Bucks because I play the PvE. Okay, so I've earned money back in the in the game, and I've spent that in their game. So it's like uh, sort of like store credit, right? It's like store credit. I'm earning store credit because I'm a valued rewards member. Okay, so I get this th this money. We're switching gears. We're, we're moving towards Fortnite. So in Fortnite, they I, I bought a $2,000 skin, which is actually $20. Now, my biggest problem with Fortnite is the only thing my problem is with Fortnite. I love the PvE. I love the way the game is. I love the way it looks. I love the way it plays. I just love Fortnite. Then they came out with the BR, and I'm like, oh, this is a bonus. It's free on top of the a thing I've already paid for. Now, now on the other side, $20 for a skin is absolutely outrageous. Outrageous. We've talked about this two shows ago where Cuphead cost $20. Those guys took five years of their life, okay? Five years of life mortgaged both their houses to make this game, okay? And congratulations, they, they, they sold 2 million copies, Okay, three million copies. So there you go. Since the last show, they sold an extra million copies. No, no, that was, that was their sale total for the for the for the year. Oh, was it? I don't know what what happened after after the December, but that's what they said. At anyway, um, go ahead. So, ooh, he got a knot on his head. Oh man, my son just hit his head on the on the desk. Um, so twenty dollars for for one skin is outrageous. I don't think they should charge more. They, they I don't think they should charge more. Then $5 for the most for a skin, right? I just don't get it. They're making buku bucks. And I'm not mad at them for making buku bucks, right? But they're going for the they're going for the less less players. I can't I can't do both things at once. You gotta give me a second, buddy. Okay. They they I've lost my train of thought. It's gone. It's gone. Uh, the skins. How much the skins cost? They 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 have to they're they're going for the bigger or the smaller crowd for the bigger money, right? They're waiting for like Obviously. a thousand people to spend a hundred dollars instead of two thousand people spending five dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like or or a million people paying five dollars. They they want the 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 average person's increase of money to be more overall, right? And I just don't like that business model personally, right? Because at five dollars. At $5, they could sell multiple it's skins. About, it's not about the game anymore. I know. I know. But it's a shame because that, the game is the awesome. Problem. It's not about the game anymore. It's But the game is awesome. The game is truly awesome. Okay? It really is a fun game. It looks great. They got it, it took them seven years to get this game out, and it's still not out yet. Right? It releases over the summer this year, 2018, for free. So if anyone's thinking about getting the PvE, I personally think it's worth it. Right? There was a sale going on where you could get it for $20. Now it's back up to $40. I paid $90 for the collection. Uh, totally worth it. I have over 400, 500 hours between uh, the PvE and PvP. It's totally worth the money that I spent. Okay, But I can't get over this, the skins, man. If I wasn't earning V-Bucks in the actual PvE game, I would be very up. My, my train of thought would be much more upset about this because $20 for a skin, $8 for a, a pickaxe, Five dollars for an emote, eight dollars for an emote. I'm just like, this is this is unreal, man. They're making millions and millions of dollars, and I'm not knocking them for that. What I'm knocking them for is that they're just trying to gouge the player base, right? Yes, but is there but is there a model? Are those items 
pay to win at all, or is it no? It's cosmetic? all. It's a purely cosmetic. Is, is it purely strictly cosmetic? Purely strictly cosmetic. It doesn't make you any any faster or run faster or anything like that. It's, it's just purely visual. Purely cosmetic. Then that's then according to what's going on right now, that's completely fine because there's always going to be somebody who wants what they want and can buy it directly. Oh, I know. It's different. I'm okay it's with buying directly. If you charge me that, and then you tell me it's random what I'm getting. No, no, I'm that's okay different. with. No, I, I like the fact that you can literally purchase the V bucks. And you can purchase the skin that you want directly. I have no problem with that. It's the price point that they've decided to put the stuff at. The cheapest thing you can get something for is $5. There's $8. There's $15. And then they come out with these cool, cool skins. And it's $20. We are in the midst of, of companies trying out different models. That's the model that they're going with. I know. It's just a shame. It's a shame. Because, like I said, if it was $5 for a skin, I would buy, I would buy like 5, 10 skins. Right? Because... I'd be like, oh, that's that's a reasonable price, five dollars for a skin. I think that's cool. Uh, oh, they're they're selling a package deal where I can get. That's why I like the season or the battle pass that they sold because it was originally eighteen dollars, but they sold it for half price and they made it clear. They said next season will be expensive, like will be regular price, right? Which is almost twenty dollars for the battle pass. The battle pass gives you all these emotes, all these dances, uh, gliders. Uh, a pickaxes, skins, it's like four skins, four skins, get it? Uh, they give you all the stuff for $9.80 or $9.50 this time around. Next time around, it'll be $20, $18 or $20. But you get all that stuff and you have to rank up to unlock that stuff, right? And they're banking on you that you're not going to get it, but they tell you it's going to take anywhere between 70 and 150 hours for you to get the gear, okay? But you're paying, you're paying less money, okay, and you're earning that gear and within that pack they're giving you eleven hundred dollars or eleven dollars worth of v bucks that you can spend on stuff in their store which i think is cool i like their whole model i like everything about fortnite what they're doing except the price point of what they're charging twenty dollars for a skin is absolutely outrageous if they, but if they're making money on it, you'll never see the price come down. I, I know, but there's that's people like this, me. That's how this works. And I, and he, I'm I'm actually part to blame here, right? Because I didn't spend twenty dollars, but as a streamer, I put my money from the PVE that I paid for, okay, and put it back into the game. And now I'm running around with this cool skin, and people look at the skin and go, you know what? That looks pretty fucking cool. I'm gonna buy it, and they buy it, and I'm part of the problem because I did buy, even though I didn't spend my own money. I'm I'm an advertisement. I'm a billboard for those people to look at the twenty dollars skin, right? So I'm a hypocrite at this moment because I'm showing people that there's a twenty dollars skin out there and it's pretty cool to look at. It doesn't matter if every game goes this model where it's microtransactions, regardless. Over time, less people will be buying games because they know that every time they buy a game, there's a hidden cost behind it, and this is what will lead to a decline in gaming. That's right. it's just no. It's, it's I agree. cut and dry. It's cut and dry. I agree. All right, so I'm going to talk about Fortnite. Fortnite's newest update expands the Battle Pass map. We'll go to the... Let's see. We're going to play this little trailer first. My son loves just causing destruction. I, I threw it. Yeah, you're throwing it? Yeah, just don't throw it in the house, buddy. Yeah, it's lighting up. So they added a couple of new areas. They have a, a junkyard. They have a mine shaft. They have a motel. They have a new city. Uh, it looks absolutely fantastic. I haven't played it yet, and I'm not going to be playing it tonight. Tonight we're playing Battlefield 1 with Sarge. That's what we usually do on Thursdays after the podcast. There's a soccer field. You can play. <laughs> There's a soccer field inside the thing. 
Um, it's pretty badass. I watched it all day uh, on, on Twitch. Uh, and they're doing a, a fantastic job. The updates they're doing, uh, the the buffs, the nerfs. Well, let me ask you a question: Is it is it is it pretty easy, I guess, to modify their game? I guess it must be easy then. The, huh? the how that how they can how they can modify it's their an game so quickly. It's the Unreal Engine, yes, and it's it's built from them from the ground up, and it's very easy to work with. Why a, a, a company like like Bungie wouldn't try to license out the Unreal Tournament or Unreal Engine is beyond me. Is beyond me because they have the money to to license it from them to do it, and you can see on the fly how fast they do stuff, right? I mean, they literally created a whole game mode that they weren't supposed to do at all, right? They, their PVE was the game, and they're like, "Oh, BR is a popular they shifted, game." They they smelt blood in the water. They smelt an opportunity. They switched the developers and do something else. They're able to do it, and they're and you have to remain liquid. You have to remain liquid. That's what you do in a successful business. If you can't maneuver, if you're so rigid that you can't maneuver, then that's what ends up happening. What we're seeing now, right? It's it's my my son's still throwing the ball. Awesome. So I think that what they could do is they could even implement like capture the flag. They could implement team battles. They can, you know what I'm saying? They could do so many things with this with this engine and with this game. I would like to see. Like a game mode where just vehicles for a week, right? Because the, there's no vehicles in the game yet, right? But I think you that'll can get be, that'll be next. I think I think they've done fifty versus fifty. They did a silent mode. They've done a, a bunch of different things. So it's it's quite possible that they could do a lot of different things with this. I'm I'm looking forward to playing Fortnite more uh, because of the of the update. Now coming up, coming up with the uh, what's it called? Out of Sea of Thieves. Monster Hunter and everything else. There's so many games coming out. This is going to take a little bit of backseat for a lot of people. Well, if if Battle Royale is able to keep this kind of pressure up on especially games, then what does it say for the other games that are trying to be like Fortnite and PUBG? Right? There's that Paladin game that came out that no one's even talking about. Because, not out yet. It's not out yet. The Paladin right, game, but, yeah. But they're not even talking about it anymore because Fortnite basically stole the entire show and all of the developers because they're they're concentrating on getting this game to beat out everything else. They're 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 pretty they're pretty smart at what they're doing. The Paladin game comes out. It's going to have heroes. It's going to be like Overwatch. I mean, Paladin is, a, is an Overwatch clone, right? Correct. And now they're cloning the BR thing on top of it, right? They're not they're not original, but they're not trying to be original. They're like, hey, let's 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 get in on this action. And if you're a fan of Paladins, Paladins Battlegrounds is going to be awesome. Okay? If you're a Paladins fan. Uh, Fortnite, to me, is... And I called it ahead of time. But it was for PvE. I said this game is going to be pretty huge. But I was wrong with the PvE. But I didn't know they had a Battle Royale. I don't think they knew they had a Battle Royale when they came out with the original game. This game is... They did. Th this game is unlike any other one because how fast they can update things and how fast they can do stuff. And they're constantly uh, talking to the community and constantly updating and keeping us in the know. Now, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. But the now... No, they, no, they, no, they don't. You want to know why? Because it's not your job to write to make their game. Right. That's but, why. But now it's becoming a standard, right? Because now they're treating us to, oh, well, we know what they're, what's happening. When's this upcoming uh, uh, update coming out? Battlefield's doing it. Battlefront's doing it. Fortnite's doing it. They're constantly updating us in the community and social media now of what games are coming out, what updates are coming out, what the buffs, the nerfs. 
and a lot of companies can't can't keep up with that, and they're setting a standard. And watch out, gaming I company. Guess it might be our, our fault again. Right. I was just gonna say it. I was gonna say, watch out, gaming company, because you're making you're making us our fault again because we're asking for all this stuff. Right. We didn't ask for it. They're they're doing it. Right. So I'm definitely looking forward to playing more Fortnite. I can't play it right now. Right tonight, we're gonna play Battlefield One. Even though with the new maps, the new maps will be there. The new the new section will be there. I'll play to my, I'll play tomorrow. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about content creators. I'm just gonna show the title. I won't show the, anything else. You're talking about the YouTube YouTube thing that's happening? No, I'm talking about Twitch and YouTube streamers. Right? YouTube Twitch streamers are opening up about serious burnout, personal struggles. There's a lot of people quitting right now. Right? Burnouts. They're taking breaks. They're doing things. Uh, people don't understand how much effort goes into streaming, right? Like you see me log on and I'm live, but I have literally sat here yesterday before my stream and I went to turn on OBS and OBS didn't work. And then I had to configure shit and try to figure out stuff. Didn't work before my show 45 minutes before I went live. I still couldn't get my thing working. Right. And then I just streamed from the Xbox. It's like mental, like my son. Emergency just happened with the family. My wife had to go. I had to watch my son. I'm doing a podcast. My son's in the background doing a whole bunch of shit, right? It's it's very stressful, right? And that's yeah. on camera. Now, when you're off camera, everyone's like, well, you only stream for like five, six hours a day. Yeah. And then when you're off, you're doing social media. You're trying to contact. You're in other people's streams, talking to other people. Not really advertising for yourself, but you're trying to stay in. You're, you're networking. Right. That's what has to be done. You're trying to stay in the know. You're trying to stay in the network. While you're doing all this, okay, your wife, your, your, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, whatever you are trying to do, you're trying to juggle your life while you're doing streaming, okay? Very hard to do, right? Because every day, my wife is very, very kind to let me come in at 7.30, sometimes 7 o'clock to start working, looking up news stories, looking up things, and start processing everything that I have to do, and then go live and then talk about the stuff, Okay. Every day, five days a week, and then the weekends I give to my family. Right? It's there's not, a balance. It's not for everybody. No, it's not for everybody. It's not. There's a there's a balance that you need. Uh, there's a balance that you need to have. Right. And some days I turn on the camera and I'm literally mentally exhausted, but I do it anyway because I like doing it. But I'm not doing what these guys do. Right. These guys are doing 10, 8, 10, 12, 16 hour days, five days a week, and I can't imagine. I can't imagine because I don't think I'll ever do that. I'm not that young. And even the old guys, are do- some old people are doing it. I can't do it. I-, I just can't do it because you would be mentally and physically exhausted. Um, so the oh, re- so then, oh, so then so YouTube matures like a regular job now. Oh, absolutely. It's not, just, it's not just I poof and I make money. No, no. It's- oh, okay. Yeah, so, welcome, welcome, to the, welcome to the planet. And then on top of this, on top of this, right, you have, you have this constant need to be live because if you're not live, you're not making money, right? Because if you're trying to do this for a living – Right. And if you get let's let's just say, right, while we're doing the show, someone tips me, right? Five dollars. And I'm like, oh, five dollars. Well, I was live for an hour and I got five dollars. Well now if I'm live for two hours, do I make ten dollars? Well, ten dollars. If I if I go if I if I stream every day for eight yeah, hours. That's how it works. Right, no, I know, but this is the process that they that people think, right? They can get a thousand dollars in one day and they're like, Well, if I was just live again, and that's what they do. They just keep going live and pushing themselves unhealthy, right? They, while they're sitting in front, they're eating shit food and drinking shit drinks, and the, and they just constantly not working well, out, not, not moving. Tide pods, right, so we're good. Right, right, right. Don't eat Tide pods, kids. All right. I mean, that's just 
That's just common sense. Okay. If you don't have common sense, you can tip me $5. I can give you some, right? I mean, like, I, I mean, that's just, it's just ridiculous, but there's so much to do as a, as a streamer and you're your own, you're your director, you're your producer, you're your content creator, you're, you're everything. There's no one team. I would love to work with a team of people to, you know, set up a camera, do all this stuff and the lights the scripts, the, whatever you're going to play uh, and, and work it out. Because I think people that do that have a much easier time. Like I watch it's me, it's me, JP. He does a lot of stuff by himself, but he does the role play. He's got other content creators helping him to, to do stuff. You know what I mean? To, to create things when you're a one man show, it's just so hard to do. So the reason for this story is if you are a streamer, if you are a person and you're seeing all these People that you look up to burning out and streaming going, oh, well, you know, they're a bunch of pussies and they can't do it or they can't hack it. They've been doing it for five, six, seven, eight years. So many people have been struggling and dropping out, flipping right. They just need a break. They just need a break. Um, and that's not even including these half of these people are fucking single, right? Single. They don't have anybody. They have no kids. They have, they're single and they're burnt out. Can you imagine juggling a family? And, I mean, there's people doing it right now that are succeeding on Twitch. And, and you can look at them, and some of them are burnt out, and some of them know what they have to do. And there's no difference between someone doing this and someone working two jobs or someone putting in 40 hours, 60 hours, 80-hour weeks in the, in, the, in the career path that you have. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. This just looks glamorous, doesn't it? I mean, it just looks glamorous. But it's not. It's not for everybody. So It's a job. It's a job. I mean – Personally, myself, okay, I look at people, I've been doing this for three years, four years almost, okay? Am I partnered? No. It, do I care? No. I still do this because I love doing this. I'm going to continue doing this, and if something come, happens to come from this, so be it, right? And if it doesn't, so be it. I'm not going to put unnecessary pressure on me to do something that I don't have to do to put that more stress level on you. So if you're trying to stream, if you're trying to do stuff, whatever you're trying to do, if you're working, just balance your life, right? If you have an hour to sleep, don't play video games. Take that hour to sleep, right? You know what I'm saying? I had to I had to learn this with my son because when they nap, you nap, okay? You do not play. I'm like, oh, he's napping. Well, I'm going to play video games. And then I play video games, and then he wakes up from his nap, and now I'm exhausted because I didn't take my nap, and now he's ready to go climb a, a tree or run around the block or whatever. And I'm just like, I should have, I should have taken a, a break. And then after I'm done with that, I'm streaming. It's, it's a never ending cycle. So make sure you take care of yourself. Make sure. Yeah. It's glamorous. It's absolutely glamorous tally. Uh, so make sure you take care of yourself. And if you're trying to become a streamer, take it one step at a time and don't over, overdo it. Don't overdo it. Uh, next story I want to talk about is the top 10 best selling games of 2017. Sarge, we're going to play a little game. Make sure you don't look up, Look it up on the thing. You can you can get some hints from the chat. But I'm I don't gonna... want any hints from the chat. All right. Well, here all we right. go. Top 10 games of 2017, all platforms. PC, PS4, Xbox, all platforms. Top 10. Go ahead. Name some games, and I'll tell you what number they are. All right. So Cuphead. Uh, Cuphead is not on the list. Okay. So that has to be past 10. Okay. So then Breath of the Wild. Legend of Zelda is number five. It's number five on the list. Okay, so it's got to be better than that one. So then uh, uh, the uh, Mario Odyssey. Mario Odyssey is number nine. Okay, so uh, PUBG. Uh, PUBG is not on the list. Good, because it's not out yet. That's good. <laughs> That's good. 
Um, well, hold, hold on a second. It says here at the bottom, PC digital sales not included. So it's physical copies. You know what? That, that's uh, just a, a crock of shit. With it's this whole it's physical counted. physical copies. Physical copies. Yeah, okay. Yeah, not counted my ass. Okay. Uh, Battlefield. Battlefield or Battlefront? Because Battle, uh, Battlefield came out in well, two years well, ago. Battlefront sold eight hundred thousand copies. I don't know if that counts towards anything since Cuphead we know sold three million. It's but go ahead. it's number eight. So it doesn't make sense then, because then what is Cuphead it, was digital sales. Cuphead oh, was digital oh, sales. Oh, we can't count sales. We, we yeah, can't no, count. Yeah. We can't count the computer. No, no, you can't count computer. Just physical sales. It says PC digital sales not included. That's that's such. This is gonna be such a crock. This list is gonna be such a crock now. I, I got to decide between what's not digital and what what what's sold, but not only sold physical, but not digital. That's bullshit. This Part, is a bullshit game. Just Part, go through the list. All right. This is a bullshit game. So you named number you named number nine. Number ten was Mario Kart eight. Number eight is Star Wars Battlefront two. Number seven is Ghost Recon Wildlands, which sold horribly. Which sold horribly. But everyone bought a hard copy. That's why. So that means Mario Kart, right? Mario Kart sold more digital copies because. That's weird because Battlefront only sold eight hundred thousand, and that's why this entire conversation so, about top ten is irrelevant. Grand Theft Auto because Five. If you, can't count this, if you can't count the digital sales, then we're lying to ourselves with the top ten list. Well, this is just physical sales. That's the that's the thing. Physical sales. Grand Theft Auto Five was number six. Madden NFL number uh, eighteen, number four. Destiny Two was number three. NBA Two K eighteen was number two, and Call of Duty World War Two was number one. So there you go. That's the top sales. Of 2017. Now, mind you, uh, NBA 2K18 is uh, bought a lot, but people are not playing it because of microtransactions. Destiny 2, a lot of people bought it, but fucked because of what it is. Uh, let's see. Ghost Recon Wildlands, nobody plays it anymore. Star Wars Battlefront 2, microtransaction horror, right? So if you re remove all those, then you got, oh, Call of Duty also has microtransactions in it. So the top six of the top ten are microtransaction and are leaving in droves. People are not even playing the game in droves. Most do the pre-order perks. Yeah, most do pre-order perks, and then they don't ever play the game again. I had in 2017 or 2016, I, I bought Division, No Man's Sky, and was it Battleborn? Battleborn was in 2016, wasn't it? And I got screwed on that. 2017, uh, Star Wars I am, I'm enjoying still. I, I still enjoy Star Wars. What else did I buy in 2017? Because Overwatch came out in 2016. It's, it's a year, almost two years old now. But there's a lot of games that I purchased that are just pushed to the wayside. Pushed to the wayside. Yeah, Overwatch came out in 2016. That came out in May. May 2000, wasn't it? May 25th, something like that. All right. Overwatch League. Woo! We're not really going to talk about the Overwatch did, League. They did well. They did they do did well. well. They have good good viewership. Uh, I'm a Florida fan. I am going for the Florida team, but man, are they hard. They are just terrible. I don't think they've won one point yet. No, they, they did. They won one game out of out of nine. Right? Who chooses who these teams are? I don't know, but they, they need to they need to reevaluate Florida's team because they're the mayhem is just terrible. I watch them. I'm trying to become a fan of the Florida team, but they're losing me. They're losing me fast. They're losing me fast. If I want to, if I want a team to suck, I have plenty of teams that I'm part of fans of, like the Mets that are always in the in the shitter. I don't need to or have the another, Dolphins, right? Or the Dolphins, or the Marlins, or anything else. Okay, I don't need another. I don't need another uh, team that I 
to suck like for what, me. what we can't find we can't find 10 kids in florida that know how to play video games or something wrong well no it's not even that you're not even playing they're not even people from florida they're from well, all over the world just on the florida team oh no 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 yeah now that's I have- no. Now I have reservations. Yeah. No, now if, I have reservations. If you look at if you look at Team San Francisco, they have like they have like five Koreans on the team. They're not no, from San Francisco. That's, that's bullshit. This is bullshit. No, it's just like it's just like it's baseball. If the team is from the state. They gotta be from the state. That's what no, they gotta be from. Well, no, baseball, football does the same thing, Sarge. When yeah. they when you're part of that team, you move to that city. You move. You well, don't live in fucking Indiana. No, they no they live. Dolphins. Well, they live. I think they all live in California because they they're all living in California because all the event is taking place in California. So they all live in California. So by your by your Isn't statement, it, Bam, thank you. If you're not from the fucking state, how do you be on the team from the state? Right. I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Are we living in crazy world now, people? <laughs> Does anybody else understand what's going on? That means they would all be Jesus California Christmas. teams. Yeah, they have to move, but they have to move to California. That's where the thing is. They're not living in Florida and transferring back and forth every every week. Okay, well, if that if that's the case, then why does California have two teams? California, well, the cities, they're cities. It's people who sponsor. No, it's people who sponsor. These are privately owned well, co- teams. Well, if they're from anywhere, if, if you, they can be from anywhere, then why do you have to give California two? Why can't you just pick some if, random state in the union? If you okay, why? If you have twenty million dollars, you too can apply for a team. Apply for a team. No, they live put, in their I'll, cities I'll of their team, and team they have to travel guys. to California. They're not give traveling to California weeks. every week. There's no give way. Me, give me two weeks. I'll put together a team right here. In, in the three tri county area, and we'll Red Bull our way out to California. You're, you're telling me, Tally. You're telling me that the people from Florida travel cross country every week for three days. They play on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You're telling me they're traveling to California, leaving after their match on Sunday, and then flying back on Monday so they can come back on Wednesday? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because that how how no wonder Florida's losing all the time, they're fucking jet lagged, right? <laughs> I mean that's just it. Is this? It's sketchy. No, they live you in their cities of their you, team. You don't pick and don't pick, and have don't traveled to California. The and then tell me they're not from the state. That's just dumb. I don't know. I don't know. Just dumb. They're not, make more they're, sense. They're not they're all from the from, same region. I don't think they're so. All from the same area. Here, I'll, I'll tell you. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Overwatch site. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the Overwatch site, Overwatch League. Okay, I'm gonna nice. I'm gonna pick Florida team. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up at the Florida team. Overwatch.com. Overwatch League. I guess it would be too easy to have everybody from the same area make a team and then fly them out there. This way, everyone can leave from the same airport, from the same town, from the same. Right, we can't find gamers. We can't we can't find gamers who live together. I want to know. So we're cherry picking people from across the globe. And then putting them into a team that we just made up for no particular reason. All right, I'm gonna look then up this first. Then guy. don't give them a state name. Give them a region name: the Southeast, the Northeast, the West, the Midwest. Don't name a state and tell me nobody from there is from the fucking state. It's fucking dumb. All right, let's see. Uh, it's... I don't believe he's from there. Uh, no, you have a guy from Switzerland, you have a guy from Sweden, you have a guy from Germany, another Sweden, Sweden, and Sweden. Now, how what team are they on? They're Florida, Florida Mayhem. Well, I guess it should be called Team Sweden, <laughs> then, shouldn't it? <laughs> uh, 
California has set up streamer houses for their stay there, but the rules state that they must be residents of the team by... What? These guys are not living in Florida. This guy is not living in Florida. Uh, my kid is just screaming his head off. About what? <laughs> He's got to go to bed. He's got to go to bed. No one wants to go to bed. Yeah, it, it, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is true. Even the coach is Swedish. <laughs> the coach is from Sweden. Anyway. I mean, I mean what kind of what kind of Vegas bookie bullshit is this? That everyone is from Sweden, but it's Team Florida. <laughs> well, don't worry, because they're, they're not doing very well. They're not doing very well. So the, the reason I brought this up is they actually booked a big sponsor. Toyota signed up with them, right? Toyota signed up with, Team o- with, with Overwatch League. There's big bucks in this, right? There's big bucks in this Overwatch. They concurrently had 320,000 people opening weekend. I don't know what their what their stats are right now. I'm sure well, I can. They said, they said for the they said for the first the first week was 10 million viewers. Right. No, they actually surpassed uh, ESPN Digital uh, on Thursday Night Football in September when Thursday Night Football aired online. Right. They actually had more people watch the Overwatch League than they actually had NFL football. Live on the internet. Now, should not scare somebody from the NFL. Shouldn't that scare them a little bit? I mean, yes and no, but it's it's live internet sales, uh, live internet, right? So it's not it's not a uh, yeah. They have one hundred ten thousand right now. So week two, they took a they took a big dive at this time last week. They, it was last week was brand new, new car smell, three hundred twenty five thousand people. This week, averaging out one hundred ten thousand. But you see spikes, right? You see spikes because there's certain players on certain teams. Like the Dallas Fusion has one of the best top players in the in the in the world. So when they right, so it's just like college football. We're yes. gonna bait and switch players and get them on there so our team is watchable, and so they're marketable. We're gonna turn our we're gonna turn the gaming industry into NFL in in less than six months. Right. We're gonna have the same we're gonna have the same BS going on. Well, that's what I said, Tally. I I said that in the very beginning. I said they they sign players and they come over. But the difference between this and that is that they don't even come in Florida. They're not. They're not staying in Florida. They all live in California. They're all in streamers, uh, you know, tides, whatever. You know, they're they they're in there, so they just go from the stu- from the sound stage to their hotels, practice, 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 air. That's what they do, and they make uh, fifty thousand dollars. Each each player makes fifty thousand dollars. They're all going for a prize pool of three thousand over the season, and I think it's a million dollar prize. Uh, for the winners at the end of the at the at the championships, I, I believe. Uh, Tally, is that correct? Because you're 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 paying more attention to the Overwatch League. Do, than they, I am. do they play? Are they playing every week? They play every week, tw- two matches, or I should say two, yeah, two matches. So a match is best of uh, first person to hit Five. four. Well, yeah, the best. Correct, the best out of uh, four out of five matches. So sometimes it's four one, sometimes it's, you know oh four whatever they. They do matches like tennis, sort of. You know what I mean? So they go back and forth uh, on each different map, and they get a they get a chance to move the point. Other team gets a chance to move the point. If they win, they tie. It's a tie. It's a zero zero, right? They move on to the next map, and they keep continuing. They play five matches or five maps, unless they get sweeped, and then they're just like whatever. Um, so they get paid. They're getting good salaries. Robert Robert Kraft, the owner of the of the New England Patriots, owns what team uh, for Boston. There's of course the, he does. Well, he's got the money, so I mean, why not? I mean, twenty million dollars to him is like a, a drop in the wanna, bucket. I don't want a Brady in the video game world. That's why. Well, you're gonna get a Brady in the video game. Just watch though. You're gonna you're gonna see big big advertisers half halfway through the season, 
And at the end of the season, because right now it's got to be, right now it's got to be pretty, like cheap. They, they don't, they don't it's know yet. Cheap to get in at the at the ground level. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the season, when they have these astronomical numbers, and then Coke comes starts knocking on the door or whatever, they'll be like, "Well, we just charge sixty million dollars for that." You know what I mean? I mean, ninety million dollars for Twitch to pay to get the exclusive rights uh, for two years is crazy. Now, on top of that. Because of that, that's a nice little segue here. The ESL signs exclusive streaming deal with Facebook for CSGO and Dota 2 esports. Okay, so this is the other league. Okay, now this is a kind of weird situation because the ESL is not taking all of their tournaments to Facebook, right? They're only taking right, they're only taking CSGO and Dota, right? So there's other ones that are still gonna stay on the platform. Uh, where is this? Uh, so CSGO tournaments, Dota 2 and CSGO tournaments series. The deal will also include the creations of new ESL shows that highlights some of the biggest moments from the week's Pro League and ESL 1 matches. Uh, last year, ESL struck a deal with YouTube to exclusively broadcast the ESL Pro League tournaments, which were previously broadcasted on Twitch. The new deal does not appear to include the ESL tournaments like the Intel Extreme Masters or the ESL Pro League. ESL Senior Vice President of the Media Rights uh, Distribution, uh, Nikki Adams, told Polygon that the company hopes that the partner will help ESL bring esports to brand new fans. Facebook is a great market for streaming. If you're not a streamer on Twitch or Mixer, you could be a streamer on Facebook uh, or YouTube. I mean, people are blowing up over there. So this is a huge, huge ordeal. I mean, CSGO was the biggest esports event. Uh, for tournament-wise. Now I think Overwatch is going to surpass that over time. Uh, in 2017, the ESL did 2.5 billion impressions and reached over 300 million folks on Facebook uh, on the platform. Not too shabby for internet, man. Uh, this is this is the, uh, the TV Wild West going on over here. Uh, this is the first time the ESL has changed the principal streaming platform. Back in 2011, the company started showing its matches on Twitch. When it was still called Justin.tv, instead streaming services owned 3D. A move has since given the confidence in embracing new platforms and streaming. We may lose 10 or 15% of our audience, but then we'll grow it back because we reach new audiences. So that's a big deal. They so they so Twitch doubled down on Overwatch and they lost CSGO and Dota 2. So interesting. Interesting. So none of the uh, tournaments will be shown anymore on Twitch. Uh, the next story that we have is Battlefield 1 Apocalypse DLC releases in February with five new maps. Uh, I don't have any footage to show you, but we can... Uh, let me see. So as a previous expansion, the major addition comes to a form of maps. Apocalypse brings a total of five, including... Oh, shit. Jesus fucking Christ with the audio. Um, it comes with a bloody muddy hell. comes with the Austro-Italian uh, Clash. It comes with the most infamous battles of World War One. I. I don't know what the other map. And then there's two maps that are not even on the ground. They're just air battles. Fucking air battles. It looks fucking crazy. Do we have a link to that? Does anybody have a link to that? Can I just look that up on the uh, on YouTube? What is this one called? This is uh, Battlefield Apocalypse DLC. Let me see if they have uh, some footage. Let's see, because YouTube is not giving me any money anymore anyway, because I don't qualify uh, for partnership anymore. So that's another thing. Did you hear about what's happening for YouTube? Of course I did. Okay. 
<clears throat> I'm not even going to discuss it because it's just it's just ridiculous. It's them, it's just, no, it's just them cleaning house. It's enough's enough. It, it, but it's not cleaning house. What they're, do, they're what they're doing is they're they're hurting they're hurting the the people that can grow right. They're giving you thirty days right now. Okay, if you're no, they're giving you thirty days to grow, and if you don't, then you're just not monetized until you grow to the point you correct. Can monetize. But if you were monetized up to this point, you're not monetized anymore. For me, it doesn't matter because I wasn't really monetized, right? But for a person that has let's say three thousand nine hundred ninety nine f- uh, subs. Okay, or followers, and they don't hit that four thousand in the next thirty days, they lose monetization, right? That's a big that's a big hit to them. Well, not everybody's up to three thousand. No, there's a lot of people that are not. But what I'm saying is, there's also a lot of people that are at the cusp that are now going to become not partnered, right? No one said it was easy. No, but being partnered, not being partnered, then becoming partnered, and then losing partnership to get partnership again—that's a little weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. If your content's good, it won't matter. Now, will it? Well, it does matter. Absolutely, it does matter. You don't understand because you don't you don't make any content. It's it's a it's a very it's a very uh, it's a job like anything else. You have to you have to work hard and succeed in order to per, in order to get. But that's like it getting was, it, it was the, it was the Wild West before. No, there were no sanctions before. Then they brought on sanctions. Then you had the ad apocalypse. Now we're going back to sanctions. It's the way it works. That's like you getting a promotion. That's like you working at a job for two years. You got promoted. Yeah. Right. You got promoted. You're now manager. Right. Yep. And then I go, oh, I'm sorry. I'm demoting you back to your regular uh, regular staff. That that means I didn't do my job well. So are you going to stay at that job? Are you going to continue working at that that location? That would depend. That would depend whether or not if I did my job well or not. No. If I didn't do my job well and I got demoted, then that's the that's that's the job. You would get so discouraged if you worked at a place for two years. They promoted you, and then six months later, they demoted you back to your original position. If if you wouldn't work there again, it's because I wasn't doing my job. That that's that's. You're making. They're making content. They're doing their job. I'm sure they are. You're looping everybody into the almost four thousand group. No, that is I, not the pe- that's, that's not the people that's, they're trying to they're trying to get rid of. They're trying to get rid of all the crap, the entire mountain of crap. Fi- fat guys on couches doing nothing. There's still like, gonna be fat. There's still gonna be fat guys on couches. There's still gonna be fat guys on couches. He's just not. Fat guy on the couch still needs to get four thousand. That's that's fine, but that's not who they're trying to get rid of. That's not who they're trying to get rid of. They're getting rid of the people that it costs them more money to have them on here because they're they might bring a hundred dollars in, okay, for themselves or for YouTube, but YouTube to have that server up for them to post their stuff is costing them more money. That's why they're doing this. They're not doing it for any other reason. They're not doing no, it for any other reason. They're, no, they're doing it for protection for their advertisers, not because of server space. You're, you're not paying exactly for a server what it by is. yourself. You're not pay, they're protecting they're protecting their money. They're protecting their advertisers. That's why they're doing it. They're they're protecting themselves by using their advertisers because their advertisers are going to advertise with their big guys regardless, no matter what. That's why NBC pays for fucking spots. That's why CBS pays for their spots. That's why they're showing live television. That's why they're showing ads and all the other stuff. It has nothing to do with their advertiser. It has everything to do with kicking the people off this off the thing. They have so many bad, bad business models. They don't even contact their support. They don't contact anybody. If you're a a worker, because that's what you are, a worker on YouTube, you're a peon. You're nothing, okay? If you try to contact someone at YouTube, impossible. It's impossible. No one gets back to you unless you're in the upper echelon. And then even then, 
they're like, well, we can't discipline them because they're making too much money for us. It's a business. If you don't like it, it's go to shady, different, go to Mixer. Go to shady, someplace else. It's that, no, Mixer's a completely different form. That's a live platform. This is pre-recorded stuff. It's a completely two different platforms. Well, there'll be another one eventually. Well, right now, the people that have worked their ass off to get to partnership on YouTube, and now YouTube is telling them they're not partnered anymore, is kind of a, a, a dick move. It's kind of a dick move. That's what's going to happen. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, there's a new Harry Potter RPG feature coming out. Uh, there's not really video footage. There's, there's a, a teaser coming out. Uh, it's a it's a mobile gaming coming in 2018. Uh, Hogwarts role-playing game based on the book series headed to iOS and Android later this year. Gives players a chance to live out their own Hogwarts adventure. And while fan-favorite characters will appear throughout the years at Hogwarts and will be some notable absence from the school, Harry Potter and his crew. So you won't see the three main characters. You won't see Hermione. You won't see because um, they want to pay him. It's fine. The, the redhead or whatever. Uh, what was what, his name? I forget the redhead's name. Weasley. Weasley. Thank you. Uh, takes place in the time between Harry Potter's birth and his enrollment at Hogwarts. Uh, Jam City, the game developer. So while Harry Potter will be alive in the wizard world at the same time of your own witch wizards, he won't get in the way of your own experience. I think it's pretty cool. So you get to become like the Harry Potter. So they have the other people in it. Hagrid, Professor Snap, Professor uh, um, McGonagall. I can't even pronounce that one. Um, but yeah, so you're in. You're basically Harry Potter. In the Harry Potter universe. But Harry Potter is living in the same time, but you will not see Harry Potter or any of the main characters of the movie. And you get to live your own fantasy. RPG seems pretty fun. I know a lot of people like the RPGs. Is it mobile? It's mobile. Yep. It's on iOS and Android. Yeah, we're going to see. Ron, thank you. You already you already know what's going to happen. So, uh, I right, it's microtransactions, right? I mean, you know, that's all mobile devices. Are the twins in it because they're the best? I don't know if they are. I guess they would be younger, wouldn't they? It doesn't say that they're in it. It's 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 talks about the professors. Uh Oh, well, Tal, you might like this. You also get the embark on something called relationship quests right that that might be up your alley i don't know i don't know um i don't know what that means i don't even know what that means i was just taking a dig at, at tally <laughs> apologies tally apologies uh so another story xbox chief phil spencer promotes minecraft manager to run studio network in his position in his place uh Yes, yeah, see, oh, see, she's she's interested in the, in the relationship thing. So, uh, Microsoft game chief Phil Spencer has recognized the studio structure, appointing Matt Booty, Matt Booty, as a cooperate, uh, the uh, corporate vice president of Microsoft Studios, according to the report at GamesBeat. Booty will take over Spencer's previous role as managing Microsoft network of game studios, including Turn Ten, who does Forza, Three Four Three Studios, who does Halo, Mojang, who does Minecraft, The Coalition, who does Gears of War, and Rare, who does Sea of Thieves. Uh, a former boss at Midway's U.S. operations, Moody's previous role at Microsoft was running Mojang. Um, freed, uh, freed from his details as studio management, Spencer will focus on more big-picture strategies. Uh, late last year, he was promoted to executive vice president with completely oversee uh, the company's gaming operations. Uh, Spencer says, It's become very clear to me that ongoing investment more in content, says Spencer, and the interview with GamesBeat. I, I unify studios' leadership, organization, and critical to our long-term success. I like Phil. We've talked about him before. I've seen him in m- multiple interviews. He's a guy who is on the ground floor. He's not sitting in his cushy office going, 
sell this, do that, give me the reports. Like he goes to the studios, he meets the guys, meets the employees, talks to them, finds out what's what's the problem with games, what's their uh, what's their goals, what's the, he's a hands on. Uh, and that's why he's moving up fast inside Microsoft. Not really fast, but faster. You know what I mean? And I think... Well, Mike, that's pretty fast. What's two years? That's well, pretty fast. Well, he, he's he been in the company longer than that. But, uh, like, he's worked his way up, right? He's a really nice guy. He knows what he's doing. I think he's the savior for Microsoft. I think he's like the Steve Jobs for Apple, as for, but he is for Microsoft as far as the Xbox division. Uh, he's got a lot of good ideas. He's a gamer. He likes gaming. Uh, he was in an interview. Actually, he wasn't even an interview. He was a podcast on the Rare uh, podcast. He came in to – I'm sorry, with um, – what's the guy from from Xbox himself? He's on the – Mr. – I forget his name. Larry Larry Hallback, uh, I think his name. Larry Hirschback. He's like Mr. Microsoft, basically. He's the, he's the community manager for Xbox. He was doing a podcast. Larry Herbeck, that's what it is. Larry Herbeck. Uh, he was doing a podcast, and Phil Spencer was on there. And he's like, yeah, I'm playing Assassin's Creed right now. It's really, I'm about 40 hours deep into it. And he's like, I'm really enjoying the, the, the you know, uh, the game. So I, I like the RPG that they put into the game. He's like, oh, and they start talking about Sea of Thieves. He's like, oh, man, the Sea of Thieves. He's like, I went to the studio uh, last month. I played it. These guys are really good. He's like, we, we have a, uh, a full crew that we have already that we play with uh, on the Alpha. I mean, I've, I might have fought him. I don't know if I fought him or not, but I, I played in the Alpha. It's he's just a cool guy, man. Uh, and his his main goals this year are for Sea of Thieves, Crackdown Three, and State of Decay Two. They're they're banking big on these three games because they're Xbox exclusives. Xbox Play Anywhere. So Major Nelson, thank you, Larry Herbeck, right? That's his name. I believe that's was his name. Uh, so yeah, I like it. I like that Phil Spencer is uh, promoted, and I guess the guy from Mojang is a good a good fit. I don't know him personally, but I do know Mojang uh, from when they started. Uh, it was it was just Notch, and then he he put all these people in place, and what they did with Minecraft is absolutely phenomenal. So it's a good good move on their part to promote that that guy. Uh, the last story I think we have. No, the last story is with Nintendo what that, about the Nintendo that's, that's, stuff going that, on. That's what I'm talking right now. Nintendo reveals a Lab O. It's called Labo, a DIY build and play experience for Switch. Now I know when I show this video on stream, I'm going to get flagged. And whatever. I don't care. I'm going to show it to you guys anyway because this is live. So, Labo. This is a... Let me put the volume up. Just music that plays. This is pretty interesting shit, though. I'll, I'll give it to them. It's almost like white trash virtual reality. Do you see what it is? It's, yeah, it's, I know what it is. It's like coding on the back of boxes. Okay? And then you pop them out. And the controller talk like talks to it. I don't know about that. Yeah, no, that's what it is. It's pretty neat. There's nothing on that box that's making you talk to anything. There's little barcodes. You didn't see them? Those are not barcodes. That's exactly what they are. That's not a barcode. Okay. And even if, even if it was a barcode, a barcode's not going to tell the, your your little control stick what to do. This is something cute to do with the control sticks while you're playing this type of game. But that's not a barcode on the damn cardboard. I'll, I'll rewind it and show you what's on the back of the boxes. Uh, on the back of all these is none of those barcodes. Not on every box. Yeah, watch. I'll show you. 
It's a template. They, they, they hit it with a template and they stamp it on the back of the boxes. You pop out the boxes and there's coding on the back of the boxes to make it do stuff. I don't know. This still looks like white trash VR. White trash VR. I do remember that. Block? I do remember that. Yeah, bam. Exactly. That's why I'm looking at this. I'm thinking it's interesting. I give it to them. It's 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 something new for kids to mess around with. It and gets it's interactive. So yeah, right. It gets kids out from just sitting down doing stuff. You know, you know, Nintendo is not for us. Nintendo is for children. Everyone understands this. I gotta think though, how many how many pieces of cardboard it's gonna take to make that piano? Well, that's gonna cost, cost a pretty penny. It's seventy dollars. Uh, starting price point for the variety pack, and I believe the the piano is like eighty dollars. Yeah, eighty dollars for a box of cardboard. I'm sure the parents are gonna love it. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna rewind and show you as soon as this is done. Yeah, see all the strings and rubber bands in there? It's not it's not barcode. It's uh, it's a sensor. I'll show you right here. All right, so I'll, 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 I'll pause it because they, they show you a, a, a moment where yeah, – I'm going to mute it. I don't need to see that again. So, okay, right right there. On that, on that thing right there, the controller that's sitting in it has an infrared on the back of it, okay? Yeah. It's shooting into the box, and you can see it right there on the screen that's hitting these certain sensors. Now, I'll go back to the beginning of the video, okay, when they show you the template. Now, right there. The template on the back of the, of, the, of the box is that's what it's reading. So that's the pattern. So the pattern's on the back of the, the boxes so you can pop them out. And if you look, when they show the close-up, okay, there's like little, little, I don't even know what you call them. But it, it knows, it knows by that little barcode and the little things where you open it up and stuff, and it reads off the back so it knows what music it is for the notes. I don't know how they do it. I don't know the technology, but that's what they're doing because the controller, because the controller is the key, right? The controller is literally the key because if they, you have to put the controller in to a certain section so it's reading the thing. So when you hit the keys, it's censoring that you're hitting certain keys so it's reading it so it plays the music, right? I'm assuming. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm assuming. It, it, it can't be just like cardboard. <laughs> it's got to be something on the back of the cardboard so the controller's reading it to bring it to the switch, right? Because the main key is putting the, the controller into the side. Without the controller, it's not going to read anything. I guarantee if you remove that controller, it's going to tell you, put controller in there because it, it needs to read what they've put on the back of those boxes. Has to be. Has to be. You're You're pushing a piece of cardboard down. That's, that's, that's what I'm talking about. It's white trash VR. <laughs> and then that's cool. Like, if you think about it, the, the one with the two controllers on the side and it vibrates, like the vibration in the controllers is what makes the thing move. That's pretty interesting. I don't know. I think it's pretty neat. It's a pretty pricey, though. Pretty pricey. $70. Right. $70 for a box of cardboard. $70 for cardboard. Okay. Uh, it's... Sixty nine ninety nine, and currently includes the variety kit, which includes a house and RC cars, fishing rods, motorbike, and piano. So there you go. $70 gets you all that stuff. Okay. And a robot kit 
It costed $80. And comes with a cool robot suit. Each kit fucking, comes with its own software. Geniuses. They know how many they know how many switches they've sold, so they know how much cardboard they're going to sell now. <laughs> so you geniuses. Get, you get to become the robot. I don't know if I want to really wear the the box on the back. But you know what? I have to admit, being a father of a 3-year-old, he's he's still a little too young for this. But 2 years from now, if this is still going, 2 years from now it's going to be Ready Player 1. Right. But it'd be cool to to sit down with him and 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 play and build this with him so he can play a video I, I, game. I, yes, when he learns how to build, absolutely. But yeah. you're also going to say to yourself, "I just spent eighty dollars on a box of cardboard." That's true. That's true. I I probably would say that, but I I can't I can't do it myself, right? Because there's those they even make the cardboard um, like houses and stuff, and you look at it, they're like two hundred dollars. I'm like like there's dollars. There are strings attached to my cardboard, and you're telling me that. And rubber it bands. Yeah. It, it rubber bands. It recognizes <laughs> what I'm doing. Hey, you know what? How about I just move the robot around? Well, if you look at it, if I pause it, I can't pause that that thing. But the the string is actually attached to the triggers that go inside the box, which then moves yeah. something. It's like yeah. it's pretty no, pretty no, listen, interesting. For, for kids that like to build things and understand that what they build actually works, yes, this will work good for them. For people that are like. Why did I just spend $80 on a box of cardboard? Why can't I just move the robot around on the screen? I just spent right. 350 on the Switch. Right. Crazy Uncle Nintendo, man. They're always coming out with some some cool things. Coming yep. out with some cool things. Yep. I I can't imagine. I mean, who came up with this marketing thing, right? They're like, hey, we could just charge for cardboard <laughs> and, get, right. and get money. And they're like, yeah, it's, it's, that's a brilliant idea. That's genius. We are going to sell cardboard with barcodes on them and make them build it for $80 a crate. Fucking genius. I think you did. You got 300 seconds for caps. I, I don't know why it's set so low. I have to fix that, Bam. No, you're good. I, I, I apologize for you getting getting uh, 300 seconds of that. Yeah, 300 seconds. That's a, that's a lot of hours. Hours? It's 300 seconds. Minutes. It's a joke. It's, it's a joke, bro. It's a joke. It's minutes. Uh, let's see. Uh, is there anything else going on? I don't think there's anything else going on. Let me check. Oh, do you have that video of the that mod for Fallout? Do you have that video for the what the fuck internet? Do you, do you, um, do you, I sent I sent it to you. You sent it to me on my text, and I'm not gonna. You know how many texts I get from you? You send me like oh no, nine I got, videos I, well, a day. They're, 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 yeah, they're YouTube videos on my phone. I don't have it on my computer. I didn't look it up on my computer. <laughs> All right, let me let me look it up. Do you know what the mod was called? Yeah, Sim Settlements. Sim Settlements. Fallout Sim Settlements. Sim Settlements. There it is. Fallout Sim Settlements. Yeah. Well, that's a great mod. That's a fantastic mod. I want I want to show it because there's still people that play Fallout. Obviously, they're still selling it. Uh, it's from ten months ago. Holy Christ! Yeah, well, I haven't been paying attention for a while. Okay, so this mod, we'll, we'll have it playing on the thing real fast. Uh, so this mod takes maybe maybe you guys know of this, maybe you don't. We'll educate some of you. Some of you don't give a shit. Either way, so basically, you know how you have to start a settlement oh. and then place the thing and then build the houses and then. If you place it, they will come, right? Here, in this mod, you literally give the settlement to somebody, and they come there themselves, okay? 
start building it up themselves. They start adding stuff for themselves, furniture, food. Uh, as they grow and get more experience, they, they expand, they expand their own buildings. Okay. So every time you come back and visit your settlement, it's different. Like the guy will be sitting in his chair eating a pizza and the, and the food will be gone. And then the next time you come, you'll have new different types of food there. Their furniture moves around the house, just like you do in real life. You're like, I'm tired of seeing this bookshelf over here. I'm going to move it over there to change things up. This is what the settlement does. And over time, it's basically, it does it itself. And the developer of it was like, yeah, I want it to be, I want it to feel like it was real. So I put in so many different types of, uh, of, uh, random RNG that every time you go there, it would feel like it's actually living and breathing. Well, it's, it's beside the point is you, instead of you having to think about, oh, how do I want to develop this area? I don't know what to build here. Like if you're not that kind of person that wants to make every square inch of the place, you just plop down plots. This is an industry plot. This is a house plot. Right. That's a store plot. Yeah. And then the guy just comes and he builds a store. Yeah. And then you'll get a random store. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was pretty. I thought it was pretty cool. I was like I was like wow, because this when when Fallout first came out and they first showed this, I was like eh, I'll try it, but it's not for me, right? I know you went in deep into this, like you built a whole settlement yourself. This right here is interesting to me. Now. The fact that I'm not going to go back to Fallout because I'm so past Fallout and moving on to the next ones. Um, I'm looking forward to Sea of Thieves. Okay. Sea of Thieves. I can play a little a video that just came out today. Let me... Uh, When's, that game coming? When's that game coming out? March 20th, but the beta you pre-ordered, right? You said you this pre-ordered last I week. I, I pre-ordered because okay. I know I'm going to buy it. Right. So you get to be in the alpha next week or the beta next week. The closed beta starts on the 24th and goes to the 29th, okay? I'm going to be streaming it every day next week. I'm, I'm already working on layouts and overlays and stuff for my, my channel. Uh, sea of Thieves, gung-ho, right? It's only for a week, five days. Not even a full week, five days. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be definitely looking at that. And I want to play this video. i got to go to my history uh, but, I'm, but the reason why I pre-order because I know I'm going to buy this game. Right. All right. I still stick by my guns with players. don't pre-order. Where is it? All right there. Okay. So this, I'm going to rewind. Rewind. I'll put it there. Let me know if it's a good. Oh, Dark King, you, you don't understand. This game is is going to be a blast. It's going to be a a blast. Yeah, if you pre-order, you can play the beta. I can. If you were already in the alpha test, though, if you were in the insiders program, you can play in the beta as well. You don't have to pre-order. So, if you were in the alpha, sea of thieves, it's got a really interesting and right, so here's the video, wonky art style. Let me know if it's good volume. It was designed to be timeless and evocative of a pirate adventure playground. We wanted to create a beautiful, interesting, and romantic world full of intrigue and beauty that the player can explore and discover. Each area in the world is different. It's got its own visual story to tell. From the dark, moody environment of the wilds to the blue sea of plenty, which is an island paradise, each one is designed to give a different emotion to the player and also to feel like a beautiful experience in itself. So even though the dark, moody, oppressive area may be a bit ominous to go into, it's full of interest and intrigue with hidden secrets within the world to find. 
As expected, the water is such an important part of our game um, with ships on the waves. And we did so much uh, work on making it really feel evocative and interesting, the way the waves are high and dangerous in a storm, to the way that you get those calm moments around an island as you slowly uh, bring your ship into dock. Um, it's got those beautiful moments of the light cascading across it uh, on a sunrise or a sunset. And even the way that a pirate, as you plunge into the depths, you see the murky darkness below, full of hidden danger. So at the start of Sea of Thieves, we built these big, interesting islands for the players to navigate around. And then, once they were created, we looked at how we could create areas of interest on them. Things that would hint at a bigger story about the world. So, on some of the islands, such as Thieves Haven, you can see where pirates have been building ships, and there is a base for them, obviously. Thieves Haven makes sense that they, they live there and have explored in there. And also on Shipwreck Bay, there is a ship on the beach that's crashed into the side of the island and the players so can explore through so that good. environment and find clues to the hidden history of that ship. All of the areas of interest tie into the history of Sea of Thieves. So sometimes it's, it's about pirate life where you can see the wrecks of pirate ships and in other places it's about the um, indigenous life that's been there and uh, the secret history of that world such as the altars that can appear on Crab Island or Snake Island and also the some of the lore is about the ghost world that exists within it so the rich history of the pirates that have come before you uh, the pirate legends that have appeared within the world and that you will interact with along the way. Sea of Thieves is a world full of rich history but it's a world that's still changing and evolving as the golden age of piracy is still yet to come. So good. Pre-order. So good. Um, yeah, it looks beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, I, I, I can't say much about it because I'm under NDA. Uh, I can talk about what I saw in the video, but I can't talk about stuff that I know about. Um, what they're doing, and I, I do know they're doing this, and I they've said this uh, publicly. Um, everything that's in the beta is out of NDA. Right, so I can stream it. Anything I can see in the beta, you can take pictures and screenshots and whatever else, and send and share. Um, it's it's free game. Now, the tricky part is the alpha testers like myself and everyone else that have played with things that are not going to be in the beta. They said they're not going to put certain things in the beta because they want to keep uh, things hidden from them from when the game releases. Right, so I applaud them for that because I don't want to be wrecked. Or ruined by seeing something early on be like oh well, i i played it for a week in 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 january now in march be like what's the point you know what i mean so uh i do really like this game it's going to be a good streaming game due to just the party of the of the of the four four man crew and it's also by yourself it's fun it's exhilarating when you do certain things um so to answer your question tally i don't believe because you weren't an alpha tester on the pc I don't think you can do the beta on that. I'm pretty sure. If you were an alpha tester on the Xbox, then you pre-ordered it. Um, you have to pre-order on the PC if you want to be on the PC to play it. It's play anywhere, meaning if you're on the PC, you'll play with people on the Xbox. If you're on the Xbox, you'll play with people on the PC. But it's not, if I, if I pre-ordered it on the Xbox, I can play on the PC as well. It doesn't work that way. You have to purchase it for the PC or purchase it for, for the Xbox. I'm pretty sure that's the way it works. Yeah, it's a play anywhere title, meaning you can you can oh, wait. I guess if you play anywhere, that means I guess you can. 
I thought it was just that you could play with people. I didn't know your accounts were, were linked. As far as, oh man, I don't know. I, I, I stand corrected then. If that's the case, if you if you buy it for... Maybe if you buy it. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. If you bought it, then yes, it's Play Anywhere. But if you're an alpha tester, then you only get to test it and you don't have to pre-order it. You don't have to pre-order it for... Um, for your, the console that you were on. You understand what I'm saying? Does, does that make sense? If you buy it, then yes. If you pre-order it, you can play it anywhere. If you don't want to pre-order and just play it because you were in the alpha, then yes, you can do it. You guys are correct. <clears throat> you could do both. You are correct. I stand corrected. But you have to, you have to pre-order it. I got you. So should I buy it on the Windows then? Does that make sense? Yeah, if you haven't pre-ordered, then you can only stick on the Xbox. If you pre-order, then you can play it anywhere. That that's that's what it is. Maybe I should pre-order then, because I would like to. I would like to try it on the PC. I haven't got to play on PC yet. That's cool though. I like that. Definitely worth it. It'll be interesting to see next week uh, when it comes out. So, if anybody has any questions for us, if you'd like to ask any questions, you can ask in chat. If you want to talk about anything, maybe you saw or have one of our opinions on anything. We have 15 minutes. If not, we're going to end the show early. You're more than welcome to ask us any kind of questions or our thoughts on anything. A um, couple games I'm looking out for this uh, this year. We talked about it a couple shows ago. Uh, I was looking for Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2. But now Monster Hunter is coming out uh, next week. But I'm not going to play it right off the bat because I'm going to be playing Sea of Thieves on the 24th. It comes out the 23rd. Sea of Thieves beta comes out the 24th. <clears throat> it's the same store? All right, cool. So that, that's what I'll do then. I'm gonna pre-order. I'm gonna pre-order then on uh, on PC. So then I can play it on the Xbox and the PC. It's so good. The water. Let me tell you, I have a phobia of drowning. It's my biggest fear. Okay, I can swim and stuff. I'm just afraid of drowning. When I'm underwater in Sea of Thieves, at certain points, I literally feel constricted. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna die. It's so good. It's so good. Yes, but only if you are after the early release, but before the beta. <laughs> if I pre-order the beta for a previous alpha on the other system before the early release, can I still get my early access pass before the actual release date? When will then be now? Soon. Uh, yeah, if you also want to pre-order, you also get the black outfit, which you know everyone's going to fucking wear on day one. I actually like my pirate. Like right now, there's gear in the game that I'm I'm particularly wearing because I like it. Because it doesn't show certain things, or uh, I I can't you can't, you can't I, talk. I, I, can't, I, can't talk. I can't. I can't. I can't say it. I can't say it. It's awesome. It's awesome. This game. What I like about this game, and they did say this publicly on their podcast, so I can I can talk about this. Everyone's always wondering if this game's like well. I want a reticle on the on the screen, and there should be a compass up at the top, and there should be a and what Rare does perfectly is that the compass it's is in like, the game. It's, it's, it's telling you to go fuck off. It's in the game, right? So instead of putting the UI up on top, the screen is completely clean. There's nothing on the screen. There's only two UI interfaces on the screen. When you lose health, a health bar appears on the screen. Once you're at full health, it disappears. And then your guns, 
When you shoot a gun and you lose a bullet, it shows you how many ammos you have left. Once you're full, it goes away. It, it, it keeps it super clean. Okay? So there's no reticles, but they do something cool that is sort of like a reticle, but in the game. It's done very well, and you don't even notice it. But you you it, go right to it. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. I love it because I. it's going to be interesting to see what people think about this game. I think some people are going to be like, this is shit, it's boring, I don't want to do it, it's stupid, all you're doing is get, not, the, go- get the gold. Every, not every game is for everybody. No, I, I get you, I get you. But, and then other people are not going to realize, they're not going to realize what they have until a couple hours in, because it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and more expansive. It's it's good stuff. Well, Is the loot driven as good as D1 Year 3? Um... I can say it's 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 definitely got good loot driven stuff to do, is what I can say. That's why I put year three when I full game finally shipped. No, uh, it's it's got a lot of stuff to do. Um, uh, you don't compare it to Destiny. There's a lot more to do in Destiny, or a lot more to do than Destiny. Uh, there's a lot of stuff, and I don't even know ninety percent of it. I only know what they showed us. Uh, for what I've got. It's good stuff. Um, that's it. That's all I'll say. Uh, we're going to end the show early. We're going to end the show early. We're 13 minutes early. Uh, we're going to be we're gonna be playing Battlefield 1 tonight on stream. So if you're here to watch Fortnite, I will not be playing Fortnite tonight. Uh, I do appreciate you hanging out for the podcast. Coming each and every single week here on Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Generation X Gaming. Episode 114 in the can. We've been doing this for two and a half years. Almost three years coming in May. Uh, I do appreciate it. Actually, I'm sorry, three years? Yeah, three years, four seasons. We started May 25th or 24th of 2015. Uh, We did all of 2015, all of 16, all of 17, and now we're starting 2018. So we do appreciate you guys coming out. Make sure you follow Sarge McCluskey at Sarge McCluskey on Twitter. Make sure you follow me at 30 and Still Gaming on Twitter. Make sure you follow the show at Jen underscore X underscore Gaming. Uh, if you find any news stories that we'd like to maybe talk about on the show, please direct message me on Jen underscore X underscore gaming on Twitter. Uh, anybody can send me direct messages there for news stories and such. I do appreciate you guys coming out and watching. Stay tuned because right after the show's over, I'm going to start streaming uh, Battlefield 1. Thanks for watching, guys. Take care, guys. See you next week. Two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.